Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. In the weeks since the big Barbenheimer event, which actually was pretty great for cinemas in general, Barbie is now standing at over a billion dollars and Oppenheimer is still doing really, really well with its box office take. And honestly, I think it proves to me and a lot of other people that cinemas aren't exactly dead audiences just need a reason to go and in the course of the couple weeks since i've recorded last there's been a few notable flops such as the haunted mansion film it definitely seems that at the moment nothing can really take down barbie or oppenheimer in the box office one of the movies that was released within those last couple of weeks which actually is somewhat of a success because it was made on a relatively medium budget is tonight's film. It also marks one of the few franchises that has had numerous reboots over the last couple of years. It seems like they always try to change it up to appeal to today's kids' tastes. So with that, I think it's time that we announce the movie. Starring Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, Brady Noon, Io Adibri, Jackie Chan, and a whole bunch of different actors that normally appear in Seth Rogen produced films, or at the very least, movies that Seth Rogen is in. This is the 2023 Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So, with this one, it is a straight up reboot. That's right, forget everything you knew about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they're going to change it up a little bit. But, for the most part, things are largely the same. Is it a radical reinvention? Sort of. But this really is a film that is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film through and through. There are a couple choices that I don't really like throughout the movie, mostly the fact that the turtles themselves seem like they may be preteen Ninja Turtles. And if you just heard a little meow, that was my cat who decided to talk for some reason. But anyway, as far as the actual plot, it's pretty much a Turtles film through and through. I mean, I can't really fault it or really praise it for being too inventive with its actual story. I know critics are really praising it. It really is a Turtles film, and for my money, I feel that it was a great film. But this one will still never take the place of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, which I still enjoy to this day. I feel that that is actually an awesome film. It does have a little bit more, I guess, an adult nature about it, and it just kind of feels right. It seemed like it was a nice little bridge between the more violent comic books for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the probably more well-known animated show that a lot of us grew up watching. This Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film doesn't seem like it cares to appeal too much to us, the fans that have been either lifelong fans or fans when we were growing up and still appreciate it to this day. I probably fall into the latter category because I do still really love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. However, I am not absolutely still fanatical about it. However, 
my friend Marvin, he still is 100% a diehard fan. And I was wondering how he would take to this film. And from what I know, he actually really enjoyed it, which I thought that he would. He was somebody that hated the Michael Bay reboot films, which I actually wound up enjoying, specifically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. That one is pretty awesome, and it had things that I never thought I would see in live action. The worst thing that that film had going for it is the poor designs of the turtles themselves. I think it was definitely something that they probably should have just quietly rebooted in between sequels and maybe Out of the Shadows would have been a bigger success. And we might have had more Michael Bay sequels. They weren't great films by any stretch, but they were pretty entertaining. So there's a lot of good things going on with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm probably going to call it just Mutant Mayhem going forward to cut out on the words and time even. One of the best things to me about this movie is the way it looked. It truly looked like a comic book brought to life. It does have a little bit of that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse type of animation, which is okay, but it doesn't always go into some of the more crazy aspects that that animation style has brought in those two films. Instead, this one still looks rough around the edges, but it has a really great look about it and I really did love the way that this one looked. It also allowed them to be a little bit daring as far as including some live action moments in the movie too, which of course the latest Spider-Verse film did as well. The other thing is the relatively young cast of kids that they got to voice the turtles themselves. I think they were all pretty good. I think they were aged down a little bit too much. However, I understand where they're going with that. This here is an origin story. This is meant to introduce it or reintroduce the turtles to a new era, a new age of kids. And I completely get that. They are going to probably make it the very least of a trilogy, I would think. I can't imagine them not doing that, especially if they keep the budgets fairly low and if they keep up the relatively strong writing as well. There is, however, a couple missteps, and that's one of the things that kind of bugs me about this one. For one, you can tell it's a Seth Rogen written product through and through. It really does feel like Seth Rogen had his hand on the entire script writing process. I know he wrote it with his longtime writing partner, Evan Goldberg, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of the dialogue-driven humor, I don't know if I really liked it because it had that... I guess Rick and Morty-esque situational, like where they just keep blabbing on about stuff. And it's okay, but I don't know if I really enjoyed it all that much for this movie. The other thing is, the script is purely here to set up things for the sequel. Of course, I pretty much had a guess as even before the movie started that we were going to have a stinger that pretty much gives us the villain that we all want. The other thing, they're kind of hinting that the one villain in the film is going to be a Krang. I'm not going to spoil that here, but if you look at the design of her, you can definitely tell that that's probably where it's going to go. And if we start getting some Dimension X action, then I'm perfectly a-okay with that. But I really do think that's one of the big things that hindered my enjoyment with this one, because I actually did really enjoy it. I was actually surprised that I enjoyed it more than what I thought I would. 
It's just that with this being an origin story and not being better written, I really wish that we would have gotten more out of it instead of, hey, this is just what's going on now, but just wait till the next one. That's going to be the one you want to see, and it definitely has that feel about it. This is also going to be a disappointment to you if you are expecting with all of the villains that are going to be in this one that they're going to be doing a lot of the villain stuff that we know from the different characters in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. I'm trying to keep the actual spoilers low for this one because I think it's best for you to actually see it yourself. And if you're a fan, there's a good chance you have already seen it. However, it really didn't sit too well with me with the villains becoming good guys at the end. I really do hate that trope in a lot of things. However, we do get that stuff a lot in comic books. So I guess if we're thinking of this one being true to a comic book source of some sort, then I guess it works. So, I know it sounds like I'm being incredibly negative on this one, and I'm not really. These are just things that kind of stood out to me and things that if I was the writer, I probably would have done things differently. However, I probably would have came up with a film that would be more like a traditional Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film and less of a Seth Rogen type of style film. But Either way, it really does work. I'm not really crapping too hard on this film at all. It is a film that I think was actually, like I said, I called it great. I think it's just merely very good for the most part, and it's one that really did take me by surprise. The only other criticism I have with it is that it felt a little bit too long. I think it definitely could have used some trimming, and some of those pop culture references that they used didn't really work. I mean, they actually referenced Wendy Williams. I mean, is she still around doing anything? At the end of the day, I do think that TMNT Mutant Mayhem is actually a very good family film. There's nothing too objectionable with it. There's some odd gross-out humor that they do for whatever reason. I never thought about gross-out humor being a part of the Turtles. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was actually pretty good. There's a couple things that are holding it back from being a great an absolute classic Turtles property or film, but then again, maybe this reintroduction to the Turtles is kind of what the franchise needed. I am sitting here judging this film from the perspective of a 38-year-old man. However, if I was a 10-year-old kid, or maybe even a little younger, I would think that this was probably one of the coolest things ever, which when the Turtles came around and I was a little bit younger than that, I did think that they were the coolest thing ever. And in a way, I still do. If you haven't seen this one yet and you were a person that grew up with the turtles like myself, go into it with an open mind and you'll probably wind up enjoying it. I hope you do. I hope it takes you by surprise the way that it did me. And I am honestly looking forward to hopefully a bigger and better sequel that actually lives up to the type of promise that I feel the series could deliver. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. And I just realized that Elon Musk turned Twitter into X or whatever it's called now. I'm going to still call it Twitter going forward. So 
whatever man it's all good you want to call it x go for it i'm gonna still call it twitter because i really think just calling it x is kind of stupid but anyway if you need to catch up on past episodes you can do so at adamanalyzes.com or you can listen at the podcast listening platform of your choice there i'm on a whole bunch of different places If you would like to drop me an email because you don't do the whole social media thing and you really don't like the fact that Elon Musk turned Twitter into X like I do, you can do so at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as this will help me reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night. What's that? You're still here? Would you like me to praise one more thing about the Turtles film? Yeah, well, Jackie Chan as Splinter. It's kind of cool that they got him to do the voice, and not only that, there is an action scene involving Splinter that is pretty much a Jackie Chan-style kung fu moment, and honestly, it was pretty awesome. So you're still here. Um, alright, well, that's cool and all, but I'm gonna sign off now, because I already said goodbye. Alright, well, remember, always be kind and good night.